Gratitude That's my everyday What's up everyone? Welcome to another episode of Quantum Coffee. Today's guest is Bo, and I'm not sure how to say his last name, but he will introduce himself when the conversation starts. He goes by Dr. Bo Knows. He is a chiropractor out of San Diego and a um, really good friend. And we have a really uh, incredible, incredible conversation um, about his journey. Um, he used to be a teacher and he you know, followed his heart gave that up. He was, he felt called to something bigger. Like I think most of us have that calling within us. Um, and those courageous enough to follow it. I think that's where really the magic happens. And, uh, Bo's journey has been really incredible. Um, he's been a chiropractor, really successful practice for the last four or five years. And he just talks about what he's learned about the body, how we store energy in the body. And in this podcast, in this conversation, we talk about the importance of feeling good physically to reach higher levels of awareness, being able to process energy within our body, alignment, posture, um, all these really important things. Um, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, in order to, to really fine tune our emotional health, our mental health, and even our spiritual health, we have to first feel good in our physical body and understanding how energy works. We, during this conversation, we talk uh, a lot about energy and how to take time for ourselves, unplug, get out in nature, um, it's just a really all around good conversation. Um, and even at the end, we have an extended conversation where I ask him what his secret to the universe is. And that is only available to my premium members. So if you're a premium member, make sure you stick around uh, to the end uh, for some really powerful words of wisdom. If you are not a premium member, you can go in the show notes and sign up for my premium feed. It is $7 a month and it goes a long way into supporting me and this podcast uh, really starting to build a team out and try and bring uh, better quality content to all of you listeners. And I really appreciate all the support up to this point. Um, and that's just another way you can support this podcast financially and also receive a bunch of premium content. Also going to start doing some live podcasts online, um, which is really cool. So if you are a premium member, member, you'll have access to join in on live podcast conversations and actually interact with the guest. Um, so go sign up for that. There's a bunch of other features as well. Um, also, um, if you're interested and you've been following me for a while, you know, I've started this community for former professional athletes to help them in the transition process and help them on their own healing journey. Um, but we're also opening up this content strategy through our master classes for athletes and non-athletes and, um, basically their webinars where I bring on people like Dr. Bo knows to talk about his physical health, uh, emotional health spiritual health. Um, and we have these masterclasses, one or two of them a month, and they're really powerful and really excited about bringing this to my wider audience. If it's something you're interested in, go to theheartcollective.com and put your email in so that you don't miss out on all the amazing content that we're building out for you. Uh, also, if you are a, uh, looking for a job or you're a small to medium sized business looking to hire, my wife just launched her new platform. It's a fully remote job platform. If you value your freedom and want to create a life on your own terms, uh, this is an amazing, incredible opportunity to really work remotely, find a job that fits for you, find a culture that fits for you so that you can actually add value to something that you're passionate about. And if you are a growing a business and you're looking for the right kind of uh, <clears throat> talent worldwide, 
then check it out. It's growmotely.com, growmotely.com. It's going live. Go support her. Uh, big things ahead. Really excited about that. And yeah, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all so much. If you do want to support this podcast um, without doing the premium feed, uh, a, a really uh, amazing way to do that would be to leave a review, rate the podcast, share it with somebody that you care about, um, and really get this message out there of you know love and connection that I'm trying to bring to the world. And I really appreciate all of you have, who have been supporting me since the beginning and supporting this podcast. A lot of really cool things in the works, and I'm really stoked about it. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. If you want to ha- uh, have any guests on to talk about the unanswerable questions of the universe, let me know. Reach out to me on Instagram or make sure you follow my newsletter. All that is in the show notes. And uh, yeah, I love you all. Without further ado, enjoy the podcast. Bo, what's up, brother? What's up, Joe? How you doing? I'm doing incredible. I really appreciate you coming over to drop in with me. Of course. All the way from San Diego. Yes, sir. It was a quick flight over. We got our we got our smoothies. We're charged up. Charged up. That's the way to go. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. What you do. So my name is uh, Dr. Bo Chichuk. Full name is Boris. I was born in Croatia. I've lived there, Germany, Canada. I've made my way all the way down to San Diego, California. I work there as a primarily as a chiropractor, but I also am a a speaker and a marketing coach for other Kairos and most importantly, a teacher to the world to show them how to become the healthiest and optimal version of yourself. Mm. Wow. That was beautiful. You've done that before, huh? I, <laughs> maybe, maybe once or twice, but I actually, I used to be a teacher before I became a chiropractor. So what kind of teacher? Like uh, PE, PE, like elementary history. school. I, I primarily sub, so I would take like short gigs and I never ended up finding a full-time gig, which probably was the universe's way of letting me know like, hey, maybe you're not meant to teach in, uh, within four walls. And mm. I always had like this entrepreneurial sense where I wanted to do more, which is why I took the step to further educate myself. But certainly- How long ago was that when you when you felt the call to do something bigger? I mean, it happened while I was still in um, going through the- university program for my education. Uh, so I get, got a kinesiology degree. And then while I was getting the kinesiology degree, I was also getting my education degree. So very early on, I was already working with the kids, whether it be tutoring them or, you know, helping in the class, whichever way possible. So I knew I love children. I love being around their energies. But even like a few years into that, I was like, oh, like, I don't know if I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like I really love teaching, but there's a ceiling with it. And there's a lot of issues that I saw very early on. Mm-hmm. Kids are up all night playing Call of Duty. They're coming into school. You know, Good times. Yeah, I had some good times <laughs> with that too. The funny thing is I was playing it at the same time. That they I know, were. Yeah, don't play this kids. And then you go home and play. Yeah. But I, I realized, you know, I was, um, when I was in the classroom, I was in the gym. And one particular story I have is when we're doing a, uh, a one mile run. And I had this young girl who was heavier set. And she came to me and she was like crying. She's like, I can't run. So I was just like, okay, well, just walk. She's crying. I'm like, okay, just walk. So she goes, tries to walk, comes back crying again. And sure enough, I had to stop her from doing that. She got her passing grade still for the year. I got my paycheck. And then I just sat there. I'm like, what am I doing here? Yeah, There's a way larger problem. And I just mm. felt innately called to 
further educate myself and then also just have a greater impact, which then led to going down to the Bay Area for chiropractic college, which then led to being a chiropractor, which I've been doing for the last four years. And now I realize there's a greater calling. So now it's time to grow out of that shell, go into the next thing and just keep um, upping the investment in yourself and the mm. education and sharing that wealth and knowledge. So that's what I hope to do here is to, for us to have an impactful chat. Yeah. We, whenever we have our phone calls, you know, we call them podcasts because we just, we, <laughs> just we have, jamming. yeah, we have such great combos. So let's yeah. share that with the world now. Yeah. I'm glad we pressed record on this one. <laughs> so, so why chiropractic like care? Why'd you get into that? And what have you learned through that journey? You know, cause it's more than just cracking bones, right? Yeah. Like give me a little bit of, of that journey and what you've learned. So I was, I was trying to figure out how to escape out of Canada. I was living there in Winnipeg, Manitoba. It was freezing cold. I was teaching. I was working as a wellness consultant, training people. And I just didn't feel like I was living my, my purpose. And I didn't love it there. And I just needed something to get out. And it was between physical therapy and chiropractic. And then I had a friend who was like, hey, I'm a chiropractor. And I went to school in California. I go, California. I'm like, I'm in. Like, I really didn't know much about the profession. And of course, somehow I ended up going to one of the more hippie schools out of mm -hmm. the chiropractic colleges. And the most beautiful thing that I learned there is the philosophy of chiropractic, which is that we have an innate intelligence within us, our chi, our life force. And it wants us to number one, heal and be at its optimal function at all times. So we have this innate intelligence within us, there's also the universal intelligence that's around us. So these are the things that perhaps I've felt intuitively, but never quite got the language or the science behind things. So as time had gone on, I started to get a greater understanding of what it really means to be healthy. And just because you exercise or you choose to have a salad over a, a pizza, maybe you're having a Diet Coke instead of a Coke, and we label that as health. Mm chiropractors, the way we're educated, it's all about your body healing itself, that you have everything inside of you. And what the body needs is no interference. Mm. You take a look at the health model we have here. It's all about just like, oh, you have a problem here? Let's add this in. Let's add in this pill. Let's add in this injection. Bunch of band-aids, right? Bunch of band-aids. Yeah. So how do, we, how do we solve the problem? Let's say for the listener that you know, has that old story of what health is, like making the small choices, you know, even starting at the nutrition and what you feel your body is, is a good place to start, but it's just, it's bigger than that, right? Like there's so much that goes into creating a healthy lifestyle and giving our body the opportunity to show up and heal itself because there is that greater intelligence. I mean, it's so fascinating that if you cut yourself, I mean, it's going to heal. And, you know, Western medicine is, I mean, it's meant to like oh, support in that healing, but we, we've, we've kind of lost and got away from the fact that the body is the thing healing and all the doctors and everything are there just to kind of support it. So what is the, for the listeners, like how, like kind of give us a, a rundown on your idea of health and how people can start, you know, healing themselves and, and showing up and, and, and implementing these different habits. So number one, I think people think that health is an absence of pain or an absence of symptoms. So someone could be staying up really late, looking on their phone, their melatonin is not being properly produced. They will have horrible sleep. They wake up in the morning. First thing they do is check their phone. Their dopamine receptors get juiced up. 
they get a stressful email first thing in the morning, or maybe they're checking Instagram. All of a sudden cortisol goes up. You didn't sleep well the night before. So your tank is at maybe at like 60%. Then you pound coffee. Maybe you skip breakfast. You're stressed driving to work. You get to work. There's other people around you that are stressed. So because you're stressed, now you're craving sugar. And at lunch, you know, you have something, burger, you know, pizza, Coke, whatever the case may be. Now you're really tired for the rest of the day. Your body's hormones function. Everything is just off. You know, you come home and you repeat the cycle and someone may go, well, you know what? I'm not any medications. I don't have any pain. I don't have any symptoms. So I'm healthy compared to the guy next door who did you obviously hear? overweight. He's looks over- like shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So health to me is not just about feel, but about the function. How easy is it for you to fall asleep? How is it? How do you manage your stress? Are you moving daily? You know, you take a look at your dog freedom. What's the first thing she does when she wakes up in the morning? Stretches out. Stretches out, right? She comes and snuggles me. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> so not, not, not that gives all, me love. Yeah, not that all humans can come and snuggle you, Joe. <laughs> but you'll take a look at animals. They innately know what to do each and every day mm-hmm. to feed their innate health system, their immune system, to upregulate it. Mm. So us as humans, we've we've lost our way because we find things to distract us each and every day. So to me, health is you feeling incredible. I would say most of the day, I think it's, I think some, some of us may have like in the afternoon, a little siesta where you're like, oh, you know, I've been up for whatever, eight hours or so you've been doing stuff. Like, I, I think it's okay to be a little tired at times, but you should feel pretty amazing throughout the day. And you shouldn't have discomfort as you're moving. You should be moving throughout the day. You should be able to, to digest your food properly. You should have, you know, good poops. Mm. Breathing should be something that's easy. It shouldn't be shallow. You know, you shouldn't have a heart rate that is all over the place. You know, like you should not stress yourself out throughout the day and then carry that for the rest, you know, throughout the entire day and then mm. take it into the, um, take it into your bed. So to me, health is really being able to manage stress and all the things that reality throws at you these days, which I feel like there's just more and more. It's a lot this, this time, like this, this time in, in, in day and age, there's so many distractions we're kind of you have to really work on slowing down and finding finding stillness and quiet time and coming back to yourself and not being distracted but it's it's almost like we're we want to be distracted right we don't know how to be present like we constantly need something to do like for me i even find like if i'm not if i don't have something to do i'll like find a book to read which i would say is like a healthier thing but it's still like distracting from I feel like there's so much information out there. There's so much to learn that if I'm not learning something that I'm, I'm kind of going to be behind, but there's an infinite amount of information. I'm never going to make it to the point of feeling like I know enough. Right. Isn't that funny? It's I feel that too. And you, you know, we'll talk to, you know, we have some friends that will listen to their podcasts at one and a half speed and, or two times speed while like reading a book and yeah. doing crypto stuff, like just like five things at once. Cause we do this, we consume way too much information. I don't think we just apply what we already know. Mm. And I find that, and uh, Charles Poliquin has a great quote on this where he goes, the basics are the basics and you can't beat the basics. Mm. So us just as humans, just doing the things that we need on a daily basis, which is movement, some sunshine, some water, connection with others, 
a sense of purpose. I think moving forward on things. I'm sure there's many other things that, you know, you could be doing, but those are the first few things that come to mind of what it feels like to be a healthier human where you're progressing towards something. And Mm. I feel like in our society now, there's a sense of urgency to overconsume and rather than like relaxing and reading your book or relaxing and listening to that podcast, we almost get the sense of guilt. I'm like, like I'm not listening to a podcast today. I'm not reading. I'm not learning something. I'm I'm, falling behind. Yeah. And it's fascinating how it's, it's all connected too, right? Like we're talking about, you know, the, the physical body is some, is like the physical manifestation of like, you can actually start witnessing when you are unhealthy, but it's all connected, right? Like the physical, the mental, and the emotional are all connected. If you're not feeling good physically, how are you supposed to be able to regulate your emotions properly and be able to process how you're going to create mental fog and not be able to show up and perform as good. And it all does start in the physical, but then there's the the spiritual aspect as well, which I think in our, our day and age as well, it's, it's something that is really, it's not implemented enough. People are losing that deeper meaning of, of life, that, that belief in the intelligence of their body and the universe. Talk about the importance of, of spiritual health, you know, with the work that you do and in your own journey and how it's helped you kind of find that, that entire holistic energy and health within yourself. The moment that you wake up and you look at your phone, you are going external. You're asking your body for more dopamine. That is you becoming more materialized to what is occurring around us, which we do live in a material world. However, when I'm a material girl, I don't know why that just came. (laughs) (laughs) That's gold. (laughs) The moment that you start focusing internal serotonin, appreciating what you have, just thinking about the amazing things that are happening in your life, you're going further away from material and closer to energy, which really is what we are. And we have that flowing through us. Well, from what I've learned is that anytime something is locked up within you energetically, it's going to be stuck there for a while. It could be stuck there for a long, long time. And the real work is when you start to open that up and start to unleash and release anything that's stuck in you. And I feel like that that's the bigger mission in life is figuring out what are all these things that have happened to us prior that are now stuck in us that we're unaware of. Hence why, you know, you just shared a story with me about, you know, lady, you know, getting triggered and like yelling at you. It's like, I don't really think that that was the issue. You know, there's all these prior things that have happened mm. and they're just finding whatever the case is to unleash that. And we, we as humans, we, we are very addicted to powerful emotions. And one of the most powerful emotions is stress. Cortisol, you know, shoots through the roof and it's just so strong and powerful. So people will find safety and security in being in a stressful state or in an external state by just constantly looking outside, whether it be, you know, scrolling on, on, on whatever that is. Mm, and watching the news, like the fear it's, it's like that cortisol is just, is just as addictive as like the feel good chemicals. And so you, like, it's like I talk about with my mom, she's like a warrior. Right. And it's mm-hmm. a little bit more than that motherly worry. Right. It's, it's she, and I found she needs to find something to worry about because it releases those chemicals in her brain. And it's that self-perpetuating thing that she needs it. And even though you could be like, I don't, I don't want to worry. I don't know why I worry. Like, but your, your physiology wants to worry because it needs that, that hit. 
How do we, how do we work through that? So you got to think about if someone's been worrying or stressed out their entire life, you're having neurons that are constantly firing there and those neurons just get strong. Those pathways get stronger and stronger and stronger. And eventually that turns into a personality where someone is just like that, where no matter what happens, they're going to think about the worst possible case scenario. So if you're able to get your body to think about the worst thing at all times, it means you also have the capacity to get your body to think about the best thing at all times. Mm. And I remember recently I had a thing where um, I had a buddy ask me, I was, I've been working on a project and was just sharing my goals. And he goes, well, what if it fails? And I paused. I'm like, I didn't even think about that. Like that thought didn't cross my mind because I've just been training myself from perhaps going where things didn't quite work out in life and you achieve a little goal. Okay. You achieve another one. Okay. Next one's bigger. You just start achieving more and more and more. And I, I know we all, everyone's going to have a voice inside your head. That's going to say, you know, oh, you can't do this or don't do that. But the more you start achieving these little things, they start to build up to big things. Eventually you just reach a point where like when that voice speaks, you're like, all right, my roommate inside roommate like just just be quiet like i know that's not the truth and i know you're there to protect me because it's so much easier for us to either play small or be in a stressed out state than to take these action steps where you may get hurt but if you just keep doing that like eventually you're going to get out of that uh out of that funk out of that mm. out of that state that we're in talk and about the difference between that voice in the head that is the the, the limiting belief the fear the thing that is trying to hold you back, trying to, to make you play it safe, trying to make you feel comfortable. And then that, that voice, the other voice that's, that's calling you to, to, to greatness or to something that, you know, is, is bigger than you think you can accomplish, but you feel a desire to go towards that. Or like, maybe what if I could do that? And there's, there's that seed of, of something of greatness within us, right? Like talk about the difference of those two, how to like navigate it, how to, how to, it's distinguished between the two and, and, and how to work through it. That's a good one. Now, if you just, I think the easiest way for people to imagine this is, you know, two little, two little thing. One, you've got one person on one shoulder, the other on the other shoulder, and one saying one thing, the other one saying, you know, the opposite and just comes down to which voice you listen to more. They're both always going to be there and they're both there for a reason. The negative voice is there to protect you does not want you to get hurt. So, you know, if you, you know, you went up to a girl like 10 years ago and you asked her out and she rejected you, but as you're, you know, as you're going up, perhaps that one voice is like, no, don't do it, Joe. You're, you know, you're going to embarrass yourself. Don't do it. And then you've, you've got this like other confidence in you. They're like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. What happens at that moment is either going to feed one of those, you know, one voice more or like, or the other more. And you being an athlete, I'm sure you've had things that have happened where like things didn't go your way, mm. right? Like a lot of lessons, <laughs> yeah, a yeah. lot of lessons, right? Mm. But that one voice is going to be talking to you and just saying like, you know, all the negative things in the loops, like whether it's your, your fighter in the ring, your uh, football, like athlete on the field, like we're going to have that voice that's there and it's just there to protect us. Cause it probably just wants us to get out of the ring or get off the field. So you don't get hurt. But meanwhile, we still have this like warrior in us, which I feel like is our innate calling to do something great, which I feel like, you know, everyone is here to do something and your mission in life, I feel like is just to quiet the one voice down 
and focus on the positive one and just see where it takes you. Yeah. What is that? What is that voice calling you to create in your own life? And what's the other voice trying to hold you back? What are those voices like internally in, in you in this moment? You know, I've the, the negative voice, I feel like it's gone. Mm. I truly feel like it's gone. I've, There's no fear. I've just, I've stepped into my power and I just started realizing mm. like, why, why even go through this where, you know, it works out every single time. And now I've been given this beautiful gift of the community that we have here. And I just know that no matter what it is that I do, things are going to be okay at the very least. Mm. And by shooting for these greater goals, like I almost feel like, you know, it's like, well, why wouldn't you go for it? Like, you know, it works out every single time. And every time that you, you go for something greater and you get out of your comfort zone, like going to California and um, going to chiropractic college, I was very much out of my comfort zone. I didn't think, I didn't think I was smart enough. I didn't have the money to go. I just borrowed money uh, from my mom and uh, we put enough money in an account just so it looked like we had enough money for the first year. I was just like, you know, I'm going to go figure this out. Like it's, it's going to work out. So as you keep feeding that and you start realizing that every time that you step yourself up, you're also impacting other people and you're starting to see them, you know, improve in all sorts of different ways. Mm. They think, oh, well, you know, he can do it. I can do it. And then we start creating this collective, the community that we have. And you start seeing people where you're like, well, you know, so-and-so is such an amazing inspiration to me. They're within my community. It's like, if he can do it or she can do it, I can do it. What happens with our energy is that we're able to glow beautifully on our own. And that saying of, you know, you are the five people that you hang out with mm-hmm. is so true. You take a look at who we're hanging out with. We're all giving each other such beautiful gifts where you start to learn a little piece from, from each person. And that, that energy is just amplified throughout the room. And next thing you know, as this compounds over the course of time, you're like, who was I a year ago? You know, cause there was a time where like, I lacked confidence. I didn't think I was smart enough. And, you know, I was like, I didn't want it to go out of my comfort zone, but then you do it. And it just step by step, you get there. And all of a sudden you start meeting people are also on a similar journey. Then you start teaming up together. And, you know, next thing you know, you're just, you're ready to take over the world in a good way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your vibe attracts your tribe, right? Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, that's why I say all the time, the universe rewards those courageous enough to follow their hearts. Wow. And it usually is calling us into something that is unknown and the unknown is scary. But that's like, when you were talking about what came to me is, you know, you, you don't, you don't really have that voice anymore. And that's, that's what real faith is because you know, whatever you're being called to even and it's, it's, it's also not attaching to outcome and having expectations of what that means. Just knowing, okay, I'm being called to this thing. I'm going to just show up and do the best that I can in this moment and have faith that it's not necessarily the thing that matters. It's the direction that it's calling me towards. And whether I fail, whether I achieve it, it's going to lead me down this path. That's going to, bring me to right where I'm supposed to be meeting the people I'm supposed to meet. And that could be through challenge adversity, but being open to like, whatever this thing's calling me to, even if it's the unknown, there's going to be some rocky roads, some adversity. But if I go towards that thing, I have faith that it's all going to work out because I'm going to either, you know, do the thing or I'm going to learn a ton about myself and who I am. And that's where the, the path of growth really happens. Right. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. It's not, it's not the goal. It's just, it's the journey and who you, be, who you become throughout that journey, which is 
just so incredible. And you said it right. Like you're going to attract the people that you need in your life and they need you most likely too to get to whatever that, that thing is. But even if you don't get to it, the who you become along the way and what you learn from it and the impact that you have and the impact that the people have on you, like that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the energy thing. Cause I think it's really fascinating. It's not, it's not something that's super tangible, but when you start experiencing it, it truly is magical, ineffable. It's, it's, it's unexplainable that when you, you know, the saying I like to talk about too is, is as within, so without, and you start doing the things that we talked about earlier in the show. Like if I can show up and, and clean my energy out and feel good in my body, physically, mentally, emotionally, and start elevating my vibration. And that's just emotionally, just feeling good, feeling grateful. We end up meeting people that are we attract into our lives experiences and people that are just on the same frequency on the same wavelength. And I have no idea how that happens. And that's why, you know, initially when you're feeling called and you're, you know, you're growing, it might feel like you're outgrowing or just shifting and changing from the people around you. I think that's why it's so important that the environment that you're in is so important because it does shape who you are. And if you start feeling like the environment is unhealthy and you need to shift, that's where movement is key and changing your environment. And it's, it's going into that unknown is really, it is a scary thing because you, you don't know what to expect and humans, we crave certainty, right? But when you do and you have that faith and, and that, and you keep that energy elevated, you, you'll, you're going to be led into these magical experiences, and you will attract in the, the, the tribe that you're looking for. How do you, how do you explain that? What is, what is the, Ooh, I, I got this for you. <laughs> Tell me. So when a, when a fish is in the water, the only thing it knows is to go away from bad vibes and go toward good vibes. We also have that innately within us. If you ever, you know, go somewhere and you're like, Ooh, this is, this doesn't feel safe, but you quite don't, you don't know what it is. It's just something that you feel in your gut and perhaps maybe walk you know, somewhere else, or maybe you meet somebody and you're like, oh, wow, like this person just, there's something about them. Like it's, it's their energy that's radiating. We end up attracting people that are in, you know, similar vibrations, similar frequencies to us, similar energies. And the way it works is once you start elevating your energy, it's almost like it's, it's a video game and there's levels to it. And once you make it up to the next level, you're able to look down you're like, I can't believe that I used to get bothered by this. I can't believe that I had this crappy habit. I can't believe I was in that relationship with that person. And then when you're in this new stage, you're like, oh, there's another player here. Oh, you got similar interests to me. Okay. And then maybe you play in that stage for quite some time. And who knows what it could be? Maybe you go to a workshop, maybe you start meditating, maybe you start journaling, maybe you watch a video on YouTube that inspires you. It's like, there's so many ways to start escalating yourself to the next level. And as you go up each level, not necessarily every player is going to come up with you. So perhaps you're going to start growing out of your shell. Perhaps there's people that you want to pull up with you, but you realize this costs a lot of energy to try to pull things up. I'm leaving those bad habits behind because I know I get lighter every time that I go up. And as you just keep going up, you just keep having this bird's eye view. You get a greater understanding of how the game works, how you work. And it truly is just a game about energy. Mm. I have learned that the more I invest in my energy, it equates to greater health and it creates to me manifesting greater things in my life. Mm. 
I love, I love thinking about life as a video game. And, and one of the reasons, I mean, there's multiple layers to that. It makes it a lot more enjoyable and funny. Don't take it as serious. And I think it, for me, it's easier to play bigger. Like, why not go for it? Like, this is a, this is just a, it's just a game. Let's go play the game. And we are creators. I mean, if you just look around you, like this house we're in, this room we're in, this podcast, it's like all was created by humanity. And you just, it's, it, this experience is constantly being unfolded and created by us. So we are creators in creation, creating. So understanding, and when you wake up to that, you can become the creator of your reality and no longer a victim of the circumstance. And that's a really, really beautiful place to be. So let me ask you something, Joe. Where does that thought or that creativity come from? Because these things didn't come, they didn't come out of, you know, thin air. Like we had to first have a thought, had to get created. And here we are like living in it. Where does thought come from? Yeah. That's a good ideas. question. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's fascinating because, you know, you start, I think a big, big part, um, like everybody's first real big awakening for me definitely was understanding that I'm responsible for my life and not pointing the finger. And I had a lot of uh, journeys and challenges throughout my football journey that taught me that where I know I, I was giving my power away, waiting for an opportunity. And until I decided to take responsibility for where I was at, then I would step up and level up. And that's like the first awakening. And then I started getting into, you know, meditation and, uh, and understanding that I am not my thoughts. I think so many people get stuck in, they are their story. They are their pain. They are their emotions. And when you are able to find stillness and just observe, you know, that's why meditation is so powerful because you sit in silence and then all of a sudden you start witnessing your thoughts and you realize that's why meditation is so difficult at first because you start, and so many people are like, I can't meditate. It's like, well, you're probably need meditation more than most people because if you think you can't meditate, it's because your mind is running the show and you are uh, identifying so much with your thoughts. But when you can when widen the lens out a little bit and start witnessing those thoughts and realizing like, oh, I don't have to attach to these thoughts. I can just let them go. And you realize I am not my thoughts. So where do they come from? I, I, I don't know, right? Maybe past experiences, um, the, the environment we grew up in, different belief systems. Like, But you start detaching and widening the lens out. I don't know, man. I think even the idea of, of uh, you know, they come out of the ethers. I don't know. What do you think? So your, your subconscious mind is going to get programmed from birth to age like six or seven. So there you are getting your programming, just like baby Luca is now. And whatever baby Luca is going to pick up from the environment and whatever you know, you're going to teach him, that's where the programming begins. So if someone is in a household or baby is a child is in a household where it's very negative, there's lots of arguing and you know these crazy emotions, volatility, that becomes their subconscious mind that starts to absorb all of it and begin its programming, which then, you know, then you enter the next stage where perhaps you're still absorbing things from the environment. And that's where you, from the ether, where you start to collect information. You know, as you walk out your nervous system, it wants homeostasis. It wants to pick up as much information of what's going on. And as you're picking these things up, it just collects all of this data. It uses your old programming you know, your Windows 95 that you have that has not been updated in a few decades. Dial up. Yeah, dial up with dial up internet. <laughs> Get off the phone, mom. I'm on the internet. 
<laughs> yeah, Luke is not going to know what that is. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, these kids are going to grow up different. But you you have this, you know, this old programming, the Windows 95, the slow dial up, and you're just picking up information left and right. And then you just try to make sense of what's going on. And unfortunately, for many people, they've just never been taught that, you know, you can restart the computer, you can upgrade it, but perhaps to upgrade it, you got to go in there and you got to delete some of this old stuff mm. and really focus on rewiring yourself. And the way that works in your body is that the, you know, the neurons that fire together, wire together. So if you have been, the moment you wake up and you have a negative thought, like if you just keep doing that over and over and over again, that's going to keep getting stronger and stronger. So if someone sits down and they try to meditate, all like they're not, they're so challenged by it because all they have is these negative thoughts that have been just looped and getting stronger and stronger. And they go, I can't do this. I can't do it. It's like, yes, you can keep training it, keep mm. training. All of a sudden, you know, one of these neurons fire positive, then two, and then like you keep doing it. All of a sudden, after time, you start to overpower and override all of these negative emotions. And if you keep doing that long enough, just the way you show up each and every day completely changes. Mm. You may have a situation where somebody cuts you off where a year ago, you might've just you've been so angry and it would have ruined your entire day. And then you bring that home to your family. You know, you take it on your spouse and take it on your children. And you can't sleep because you're so angry about that. And then perhaps you start meditating, you know, doing this inner work and someone cuts you off and just, I wonder what's up with that person. Like, mm. why are they in such a, yeah. And that, that thought and that yeah. anger and that emotion might arise within your body still, yeah. but you can, you can just have an awareness of it and then yeah. allow it to pass. Yeah. rather than attaching to it and i love that about meditation too because it is it's not about clearing the mind and sitting in peace on a mountain like um like most people think like there's that's the goal of meditation but really meditation is every time you're able to come back to presence and let a thought go and so like that's why I count for me I, I started counting the breath to 10 and i found it fascinating that i would get lost and all of a sudden i'd, I'd come back and it'd be like in 17 18 and you're supposed to go to you know count to 10 and restart back to one mm -hmm. and i would just keep going because i would be lost in thoughts but every time i would get lost and be like oh 17 how did i get here let me come back to one that was a win that was a rep and so like when you go into the gym and you're doing doing curls right you need to to do the curls because that's breaking apart the muscle that's the resistance and so every time, it's not about clearing the thoughts, it's about coming back to presence and letting that thought go. So every time you let a thought go, it's like, that's a rep. And the more reps you do, the stronger the awareness gets and you won't get as attached as often, as quickly. And then you can start bringing that meditative practice into your everyday life. Like you said, you get triggered on the road, you have an awareness of like, oh, I'm triggered. Like how fast can you let that go? Can you process that, process that energy? And a lot of times that energy, like when we're triggered, it's so visceral in our bodies. It's really important to, to, to know that. And when you have the awareness of it, not to judge it, but maybe take yourself out of the situation and have um, even different practices like shaking the energy off, doing some breath work, moving that energy out of the body in a healthy way rather than just letting it store and fester and then manifest into disease maybe later on. Yeah. Oh, it's a powerful thought right there. Which, you know, you you got to think about your body and anytime that you have a stressor, whether it's an emotional thought, a chemical, which there's so many chemicals out there now that we're just, it's everywhere in the field or even a physical trauma. 
your body absorbs it, holds on to it. Your immune system is now downregulated. And if you stay in this state for a very, very long time, you are inviting dis-ease into your body. When somebody, you hear someone say, oh, you know, they're so healthy. You know, they do all these practices, this, 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 and this, but they could have a, a negative thought at the start of the day and hold on to that all day long and repeat it perhaps for 20 years, all of a sudden you find someone has cancer. It's like, where did that cancer come from? Well, it came in from within your body because you were constantly in a state of stress, which according to uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, Americans spend an average of 70% of their time in a stressed out state, meaning you are in fight or flight in survival mode. Your body does not care about health, does not care about anything but just being alive, trying to survive, trying to survive. Like that's all it cares about. So it's like, Oh, well, we don't need to be healthy. You just need to be alive. So we don't need your immune system. So this thing is downregulated for decades and all you're going to invite all sorts of disease into your body. Mm. And when someone goes, Oh, you know, meditate, do this, like do yoga. That sounds woo woo. Mm. Get away from that. Like, no, that's so stupid. Clearly there's a medical system for this that, we can fix all this up and people buy into that system. And the more healthcare that we have, the sicker we are as a society. And that's unfortunate because it's this huge money maker. And people, well, I mean, you can make money off of meditation, I guess, and fasting and these type of practices, but there's, you know, someone can just do that for free on their own. Mm. You can just go for a walk on the grass, ground your feet, connect to the earth, do some yoga there, meditate get some vitamin D, drink some water. You just upregulate your nervous system, your immune system. You're in a parasympathetic state, you're healing, but we don't promote those things because there's not people that are making billions of dollars off of that. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's fascinating that that fight or flight response is, it's a survival mechanism that we evolved with when we were hunter gatherers. Like if we saw you know, something that was dangerous, like an, an animal that was threatening, like we would get triggered into a fight or flight response because it would allow us to survive in that moment. And when we are in that triggered state, all of our energy is going into the systems to get us away from that. Right. And so that's down regulating our immune system and all of our other systems. Um, and so for constantly in that, it's actually going to make us more susceptible. And it's fascinating how we've gotten to a place as a society and a culture where we have created technologies in such abundance where there's really like the majority of people, especially in this country, like don't have much to worry about as far as like the basic survival needs. Right. But we feel like we, we have to, we, we almost create the need to have something to worry about. And it's triggering this, this innate, fight or flight response, which is really unhealthy for us when we can really just slow down and enjoy and be grateful for being alive in this day and age, in this time where we don't have to go grow our food. We don't have to go kill an animal or survive day to day. We can just literally like enjoy the experience. Yeah. I mean, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? You go like basic physiological needs, right? Like once you have that met food, water, then it goes safety. You need some shelter. And after that, it goes love. And as people are climbing up this and it goes all the way up to self-actualization, even as they have these things, you're programmed to worry about, you know, that you don't have it because there's this need for more that's created. 
It's from our like consumer culture, right? Exactly. I need to read, you know, more books, more podcasts. I, I need more money. I need more food. I need more of these things. And that's why you see people like get so many incredible things in their life, have it all. Still and unhappy. And still unhappy and still not be fulfilled. How do you, how do you, how do you navigate that? How do you, like if some, somebody's listening to this and they're like, yeah, I feel that. Like, I feel like I've accomplished so much. I just, there's something still missing in my life. What do I do? How do I find that peace, that equanimity, that, that joy from within? You need to realize that true success is internal and anything that you achieve in the external world is just a bonus. So that's where it begins. Like you, you have to put in the self-work on yourself to quiet that mind down, to see the things that you're grateful for each and every day. Whether it's something really, really, you know, simple and basic or something, you know, a big goal that you've achieved, but you can go and, you know, buy yourself like a hundred thousand dollar car, drive it for a week, get an, you know, incredible like excitement, dopamine, all of that. And, you know, a week or two later, you're like, you're not as happy about it. And maybe you're depressed again. But if you wake up every day and like you have practices where you're like, just whatever it is, I'm grateful I have hot water as I'm showering in the morning, I'm grateful for that first sip of a coffee. You have a friend comes to mind, like, oh, I'm so grateful to have that person in my life. Then you go and get into your $100,000 car and you go driving around. Grateful for this $100,000 car. Grateful car. <laughs> That's or, it, dude. Or maybe you don't even have a car and you're walking or you're biking, like whatever mm. it is. But you, we have to implement these practices. Otherwise, this external world is going to get the best of you. And we live, in, we live in such a consumer world where you could have that car and you can go and see somebody on Instagram have two of those cars and you're like, damn, man, what am I doing with my life? Like, clearly I'm not successful. Like I got to get this other thing. And the more that you shut that stuff off, which I just went on a solo vacation to Hawaii and I did, I did a solo vacation to Sedona last year. And every time that I do these solo trips where I shut out the outside world where email and, you know, social media, I might check it a little bit just to like, if there's something I need to take care of, but it's very intentional where I fast from it and I just really focus on the internal work, which is, you know, perhaps maybe I've been slacking on my meditation. I've been slacking on my journaling. I've been slacking on my visualization. I've been slacking on just going for walks by myself without, without the phone. And you start doing these things. And just after doing it in Hawaii for five days on my own, like I came back, I, I told you this the other day, I was like, Dragon Ball Z is real. Like Dragon Ball Z is really, really real. Like you can go and you charge yourself up and you get into this state where like the little things don't matter at all. Mm. You're not even going to, you're not going to care whether you have a, a car or not. Like what you care about is like your energy. You care about your health and you care about the people you have in your life. And you, you, you come back in the state. And I remember like that night when I come back, I have two whiteboards at my house and I, just, I filled them both up with ideas, action steps. And I just looked at it as like, okay, like this is, this is what I'm doing next. We're, we're going to get after it. And just, I couldn't sleep that night because I just had so many ideas that were all within me. The voice wasn't telling me anything negative. It wanted to get all the positive things out. Before I could get the positive things out, I had to quiet the mind down and literally just slow the F down and relax. And I highly urge you, take some time for yourself and go to a place has a high vibration, beautiful nature, turn off the outside world and just chill. Mm, yeah. It's such a paradox, right? Like we get so busy 
in life, there's so much to be done. There's so much on the list to check off. There's so many responsibilities. And so most people think like, I don't have time to do that. And it's such a paradox because that's when you need it the most. And if you're able to find time and space, that creativity will come back. You'll be able to get more in the flow. You'll, you won't feel as busy. You'll be getting more stuff done with less energy because you're just, you're just feeling so good internally. It's such a paradox, man. It is. And I was, uh, I was just out with a friend uh, a couple of weeks ago and his wife was there and one of their kids and uh, we're talking about the solo trip. And she goes, you know, I really want to take, I want to take one, but you know, I can't, blah, blah. I'm like, well, why can't you? Starts listing the excuses. I go, what, do you think like the kids are not going to get fed for a day or two? If like your husband, like he can take care of these things. No, no, no. I'm like, Hmm. all just stories these are all just stories that we've hooked ourselves onto that we you know oh i have to i have to do this i have to stress myself out i have to and like we really, become slaves to the stories yeah like you really don't have to do any of these things like if like truthfully nothing is going to happen if you just pause for a day and you take a day to yourself it might be just going to the park and just like mm-hmm. literally just sitting there Go get a massage. Go get a massage. Whatever it is for yeah, you. Like, go on a walk. Yeah. Leave your phone in the house. Yeah. What resistance comes up then? Leaving your oh, phone gonna, for a no, couple No, there's going to be an emergency. <laughs> exactly. I've had, uh, I've had, you know, zero emergencies in the last couple of decades, but if I leave my phone at home for Something a couple of hours, that's what it's going to happen. And, you know. <laughs> Let's widen the lens out a little bit. What do you, like, we, we, we talked so much about health and energy and, and how to find that inner peace and equanimity. But what's, what's the whole point? Like why, what's the purpose of life? Why are we here to even have this experience, to go through this journey, to have this potential suffering to work through and these challenges and this adversity and this growth and this love and all these amazing experiences. Why are we here? Well, if we go back to it being a game, we're here to play a game. Are we plugged into the matrix? We're plugged into the matrix. I mean, like, come on. Like I'm, I'm over this whole thing of coincidences and like when, when you're tapped in and your energy is radiating, the things that you think about in your internal world manifest themselves in the external world. So in this game that we're all playing, I believe it's to get as many players to whatever the level is at the top so that we can all hang out there together because there's so much beauty up there. And I know what it was like to be in the lower stages of the game. And as you rise up, I think that is one of the most beautiful gifts in life because, I mean, just to be in a place where things don't bother you, you could close your eyes, think of somebody, they appear in your life, think of whatever the thing is. And don't get me wrong, like you can't just... You know, you can't just think about it. You do have to take some action, mm. but it's internal action, right? On yeah. yourself. And what comes to me is the book. I don't know if you've read this power versus force Mm-mm. by last name Dawkins. I don't know his first name, but it's uh, it's really beautiful. He actually tra- um, tracks these levels you're talking about mm-hmm. and puts a number to them. And for those of you that are listening, it's like, if you think of these as like emotion, like vibration and frequencies, right? And if every emotion carries a vibration or a frequency, you can actually feel this in your body. Like if you take some time right now, pause, slow down, and you feel anger in your body, like what does that feel like in your body? It's, it's a visceral thing. And so he actually tracks these levels of consciousness, these levels of vibration, and the lowest vibrational frequency in our universe is shame comes in at 20 and the highest is love 
which comes in at a thousand and everything in between gratitude, joy, anger, grief, all have a number value to them. And so when you are in a vibration of a shame, let's say that's, that's the lowest vibration because when you're in a, a place of shame, all shame is, is the fear of being judged. And so when you're in, when you have the fear of being judged, you're not ever going to share anything internally because you're going to be fearful that the outside world is going to judge you for that. And so you keep that in and it's really hard to get out of that level frequency of shame You just because you're just never even talking to people. You're just kind of closed off, recluse. Something like anger, it's still a lower vibrational frequency, but at least anger, you're externalizing that energy outwards. And eventually when you're angry enough, you're going to start affecting people that you love that are close to you. And that anger is going to start reflecting back to you. And that's going to give you an opportunity to be like, I can reflect on this anger and, and grow through it or just stay in it. Where mm. shame is you, you never have that opportunity because you're not actually projecting anything. You're holding it in. And so as you do this inner work and learn to let go of the shame, the anger, the triggers, the things that are ho- you're holding on within you and learn to love all aspects of, of yourself, you can fully learn to love yourself. And we talk about as within, so without that energy that you start radiating from within because you learn to fully love yourself, even the shadow parts, the aspects that maybe aren't so pretty and you're able to, and that's why, you know, community is so important to be around other people who are showing up and doing this work that aren't going to judge you, that can hold space in a loving container where you feel safe enough to express these things. And then just love is reflected back to you. That's alchemizing the energy. And when you can fully release that energy and come to a place of love, that's when you start raising your frequency, raising your vibration, when you start attracting other people who are doing the same. And that's how we manifest this kingdom of heaven that we're talking about. Wow. My man, that was powerful. <laughs> wow. It actually reminds me of a story where, I think it was like two months ago, remember we all went to the park and just had the best day ever. Like mm-hmm. everyone's just running around, you know, there's kids, pregnant mamas. And I just remember like talking to you and we're just dropping in on business ideas, life, just like having the most incredible conversation. Then I go run around, like play a little bit of soccer with the kids and just like then have a great conversation with somebody else play around a little bit more. And like, I was just having this incredible day and we just felt just the whole community, just everybody be, being charged up. And I remember um, their shower, their shower is still down, down the street. And yeah, I was walking the over ice your storm place, that came the ice storm that came. And I, I, I was, we were walking over to your place to, with a couple of guys just to shower up. And I was in this space where I was just like, I had all this energy and I found myself roasting the other friends and I was just like okay <laughs> post shower like I need to go meditate and calm myself down before we had our little dance party and as I go to meditate you know I, I had this overwhelming feeling of joy and gratitude that hit me and tears started pouring out of my eyes that I had finally found the thing that I've been looking for where I was able to fully express myself in a place where I can just I can be a, a business person I can have, uh, you know, I can run around with the kids and like throw a ball around. I can go in and have like a heart to heart with someone for a little while. I can go joke around with somebody. Like I just felt everything at once. And I didn't, there was not a moment where I had to like worry about like, Ooh, did I, did I say something wrong? Did I do anything? And like, there was no mask that I had to wear. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) I really, really just got to be myself. And I remember just having this gratitude that like I'd finally made it where like I can just be myself Mm. and in that state where you're 
being yourself and your full expression of love, that's when all the fun things start to show up in the universe. And the beautiful part of all this, Joe, is like our journey's literally just it's just begun. Mm. I mean, we just met a couple of years back and fit for service. And through fit for service, like the the secondary community started to build and more and more incredible energy started to collect. And now when we hang, and it's just like just all these incredible souls that people aren't wearing masks, like they're just being themselves and everyone's showing up in an authentic way. And the community is just really feeding into itself. And I'm beyond grateful for that. And that is, that is the reason that I'm moving to Austin for the first time in my life. I'm moving for community. And I know through that community, it opens up so many other pathways, whether it be for career wise or just for play or whatever it is, there's all the opportunities are you know endless endless opportunities are out there and mm. just beyond you know beyond grateful for all of you guys and everything that's been created here yeah right back at you brother yeah i feel that too it's i finally found my family found my my, my home right and it, the home isn't a destination or a place it's it's where you feel like you belong and you know i've connected to that too and it's been so deeply healing for me being able to to remove these masks like you talk about like like not having to show up with what I think the world wants from me, but just showing up how I want to express myself in the moment and feeling safe to do that around others who are doing the same. And it's, you know, it's crazy. It's like we live in these two worlds because, you know, our tribe and the, and the community that we've built and our friends and when we hang out, it's just, it's the, the energy is so vibrant. Like it's, it's so beautiful. And like, we don't project our own triggers onto others. If something does come up within our, our tribe or our community, we like, we're all aware enough to know that, okay, if I feel this way, I'm able to communicate it, but this is my feelings and something came up within myself. And it's really beautiful to be around that energy. But then there's this, the other, the, the, the grander world, the planet, the matrix. Like the matrix and what's going on in the matrix with so much fear and disconnection and even guilt. And like, how do we bring this energy that, we're cultivating with love and presence out into the world to try and, and shift what's going on into this more positive light that we know is possible. You remember that fish in the water? Mm. It, it always wants to go to that greater energy. So you, you are going to get absorbed to the higher field. When I go and hang out with you guys or I do, you know, soul vacation to charge up. I know my energy is radiating. When I come into the office, my energy is just, typically it's going to be way higher than anybody else that's coming in because they're coming in with issues that have been there for a long, long time. I remember I had this lady who she shared with me, she's like, been seeing a chiropractor for years, going there multiple times per week. And I remember I adjusted her once. She came back the following, uh, the following visit and she was in tears. Like it was the first time that like in years I didn't feel pain. And I just go, there's no way that the adjustment itself is the thing that did it. It's very obvious that there's this energetic field that you get absorbed into. And when people transcend into that field, that's where the healing happens. That's where you see, you know, these workshops, like people go in there and they have these transformations that occur because 
you're just you're raising the field the consciousness of everything that's going on and then you you know you level up and you look down you can let go of whatever that that thing was that you're holding on to and really the answer is we just need more people to be leaders that are stepping up their energy doing their internal work and you can't force anybody into these things you just have to lead by example and when someone looks you know looks at you and they go man like joe's joe looks younger joe looks he's vibrant like his energy is just like radiating it's just everything's just so incredible but if you're there like pushing your thoughts your beliefs your routines down their throat they're not going to want to do it mm. but if someone looks to you and they're like man like what have you been doing like i want to learn or maybe just by hanging around with you like we've had these experiences where someone just hops into the circle for a little bit and you know i had a close friend of mine where we we all hung on joshua tree for for a day where she came out we had already been building this container and just joshua tree you know is just there's energy yeah in there. yeah and she was there for a day and had come out of it was like i just had a life-changing experience just being in that container for a day but then we lose it because we go back into the matrix that's why practices are so important to keep your energy clean right exactly my friends so to sum it up like we just need more people to do this inner work and that's how we're going to inspire other people to level up but we can't force it on anyone yeah i think that's a you know in this in this kind of collective awakening that's happening i think it's 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 only natural that when you do have some sort of awakening and when i say awakening it could be something as simple as like having the awareness that if i eat this donut it's going to make me feel like shit and realizing my energy in the afternoon is bad because i ate like shit for breakfast like that that is an awakening of an awareness and then you from that moment you are able to have choice and it's only natural when you start having this self-awareness and this waking up to becoming the creator of your reality and that you have the choices to want to tell other people, the people you love, the people you care about, be like, hey, like, man, don't eat that donut. Like, it made me feel like shit. It's going to make you feel like shit too. And then they like, man, fuck you. Don't tell me what to yeah. do, right? And so when you get into these like deeper loving like hey man like why are you triggered right now like it's it's okay like let it go and that does people don't respond to that but i think a lot of people have this way there's this natural like savior complex that comes up of like i need to tell the world because the world's so shitty and like i just need to share this information and that's not received by anybody and you get to a point where you start transcending even that and realizing that's not what it's about it's about continuing to do the work on myself to not even feel like the need to do that stuff because when I can keep my energy so clean and be so present and loving with others, that energy is so palpable that you won't need to tell them anything because words just get in the way anyway, and they can feel it. And that's, you know, the story of Jesus, right? How did Jesus heal people? I don't think he was miraculously touching people and healing them. He was healing them because he was so present with them. They would able, they're able to heal themselves because the energy was so radiant and loving. And that's really what we're trying to get to. And you get to a place where you're not, even needing to tell people you love, but you're just loving them. And love is the thing that's healing them, not the words that are trying to get them to change who they are. Joe knows. That's Bye. beautiful. And I agree with you 100%. Dr. Bo knows. <laughs> tell him. All right, last <laughs> question here. I think, you know, one of the things that um, I think about quite a bit, and I think it's not talked about enough. I think it's one of the taboos in our culture and society is, is this, this idea around death and it's, it's a scary thing, right? It's the ultimate 
frontier, the ultimate unknown. And we talked a lot about in this podcast about the fear that comes up when you go into the unknown, just when you're alive and like death is the ultimate unknown. Nobody really knows what happens when you die. And I think that ultimate fear when it's not truly confronted and you know, like I love the saying until you fully understand that you're going to die one day, you can't really fully live. And so a lot of people just go through their lives without actually thinking about death and they think they're going to live forever. And I think thinking about the impermanence of life really allows you to be more present and you understand like, wow, I'm not going to be around forever. Why not go for it? Why not, why not go think towards the thing that scares me the most? Why not try this thing? Because at some point I'm not even going to have the opportunity to try. So what do you think happens when we die? And have you explored that question? So I've been thinking about this recently. I just finished a course by uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton. And he, when he finished off the course, it was a very uh, uh, interesting story that he had about a young boy who he had all, uh, all these memories of, I believe it was World War II or some of the details may be off. And the memories of it were so vivid that the things that he was explaining, you know, the parents ended up finding out like, oh, this actually happened. And the boy like knew things that there's no way he could know them. And then he ended up, um, they flew him somewhere where he met up with other veterans that were actually at this war. And the young boy knew who they were by name. Really? And, you know, we hear these stories and things that happen like this. It seemed very like metaphysical and we don't want to put, or maybe we don't want to put a belief into it, but for me, I, I very much believe that if it is a game, that the purpose is try to get to the highest level possible. And when your character dies, you get to restart. But I don't know if you remember that you once played it before. And, you know, ultimately, we can create whatever belief system that we want. And typically, whatever we believe is what ends up showing up. So, well, you know, why not believe that? You're here to become the greatest version of yourself. You're here to change humanity. You're here to, you know, just charge your energy up. You're here to experience love, pleasure, all the emotions. You know, like uh, Anthony DeMello talks about the pendulum swinging. Like if you're here, like you you can't always have happiness. Like it's going to swing back and you're going to have moments of anxiety, depression, like just everything. And as you're going through this thing called life, like experience it, absorb it. When you die, you may get a chance to repeat it again, but you may not remember it. Who knows? But just while you're here, like, just just enjoy it. Mm. Like, you're here to enjoy it. Like, enjoy have, all of it. Yeah, have pleasure with it. And just know that, you know, there's, you know, sunshine wouldn't feel good without rain. Mm. You being really, really happy, you wouldn't know what true happiness feels like until you've, you know, perhaps if, you know, hit some rock bottom or had some very, very low thoughts. So wherever it is that you're at in this game, wherever it is that you're in your emotions, know that things can change, know that you can go up and know that the primary thing we're here to do is just have pleasure. Mm. Live, like why not? Live the experience. Play, play the, the game. Yeah, play the game. Like play the, the game. Just play the game. Just play the game. EA Sports. <laughs> <laughs> little plug. A little plug. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know if you guys are ready. <laughs> My man. 
Filippo, I really appreciate you, brother, taking the time. This conversation was amazing. Uh, where can people find you if they want to get in contact with you? At Dr. Bo Knows. And I'm going to be shifting my, and that's on all the platforms. Uh, Instagram is where we're putting a lot of effort into now. And we're, um, where I'm at now in life is that we're, I've got about six months or so left in uh, my chiropractic practice in San Diego. And I'm going to be shifting my focus on becoming a teacher to the world. And we're going to start off with movement because that is the easiest way to start healing people is just by taking the first step. Big thing I know I talked to all of you guys about is, is posture. I don't know, just like sit up. He's fixing up his posture right now. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to teach the world how to move better. We're going to create posture products. Um, we're going to tap into after that, you know, mindfulness, emotions, just, just all the things we do. And I know that I've been giving a very special gift through all the experience that I've had, which is going into a classroom, getting the students to, you know, enter my field, figuring out how to get their attention, figuring out who are the bad apples that you need to remove out of there. Who like, how do you get them to work together? And now this has just escalated to, you know, having a greater understanding of health. And instead of me having four walls as my classroom, I have the entire world and mm-hmm. I have a community behind me that I know combined we can do anything and where this world is at right now it needs healing and it needs more people to step up and lead by example so that's my goal is to be the healthiest happiest optimal version of myself and if you see me doing something know that you're just as capable of doing it as as I am. There's been many times in my life where I've been down on myself, lack confidence, but I've gotten up. Anytime that I've gotten up, I've just gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. And we've reached now a point where I don't listen to that other voice. Mm. I don't. The only voice I hear is just go get after it. And whenever I do achieve a goal, I go, damn, dude, like, why didn't you think bigger? Uh, it's beautiful, brother. Yeah. And I'm so stoked to witness you on this journey and support you and, and be on the journey with you, man. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. All that stuff will be in the show notes. So definitely reach out to Bo. And yeah, man, you have so much to teach. I'm so excited. And um, for those of you that are premium subscribers, stick around because we're going to have an extended episode here with Dr. Bo. And he's going to drop some more wisdom. If you're not a premium subscriber, check out the show notes. It's $7 a month through Supercast. And I would love and be super grateful if you supported the podcast in that way. We are dropping a lot of premium content and really stoked. And if you just want to support the podcast for free, leave a uh, review, rate the podcast. And if this podcast had any type of impact on your life and you think that it could have an impact on um, someone that comes to mind, make sure you share it with them. Um, Yeah. Peace. Peace.